It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Evangelist Portia MacIver. Today is June the 5th. We are in the middle of the year, y'all. Already, we are in the middle of the year. Six more months until Christmas. <sighs> Boy, time passed fast. Six more months until the 31st of December, which is the end of of 2019. Boy, I tell you, I remembered last night I was sitting here and I had dozed off for a minute and um, I woke up and I heard redeem the time. Don't let the time redeem you. And I said, Lord, you know that's true. Time is passing so fast. We've got to redeem the time now. Cash in on the time that God has gave us. Hallelujah. See, when I heard it, I knew it was for today. Cash in on the time that God has given you. Don't waste your time. I know, I know sometimes, you know, you got to sleep or, you know, I took a little power nap last night. But the thing about it is that cash in on the time that God has given you. Don't waste your time thinking about what somebody else has did. Somebody done me wrong. Who's doing this and who's doing that. And God knows the news will have you wasting more time and half of it is fake. I mean, it depends on what news you're listening to. And all of these, I call them rags, and I'm not going to name any of them magazines, but some of those magazines are out there. That stuff is just as fake as a $3 bill. See, then you're wasting time. You have read that whole article that says so-and-so did this and such-and-such is happening. You are wasting your time. Time that you could spend better witnessing to somebody and making disciples for Jesus Christ than teaching them to make disciples. We waste too much time. We've got to learn how to redeem the time. You know, I think about sometimes I say, well, Lord, you know, I'm <clears throat> years old. And yeah, that's what I did uh, <clears throat> years old. And, um, you know, what, what more can I do now? You know, I was the assistant pastor. Then I was co-pastor. Then I became pastor and I became, I finally found out my true calling, which was evangelist. And I got ordained as an evangelist. 
and I've been a foster parent, and I've been this, and I've been that, and my motto was go be and do. But how much of that go being and doing was for Christ? You have to sit down and think about it sometime, you know? If you're out witnessing, and you're giving the word, and you're showing love, and you're feeding the hungry, and you're clothing the people that don't have clothing, and you're laying hand on the sick that they may recover, then you're doing God's work. You are redeeming the time. But if you're sitting there and looking at a movie marathon, eating popcorn and pot hot dog, you are not redeeming the time. The time is redeeming you. Do you see what I'm saying? Use the time that God gave you for him because you are not your own. You are bought with a price. You belong to Jesus Christ. He hung, bled, and died on that cross for you. Hallelujah. So you have no right. None of us do. I'm not saying you don't have leisure time. Yes, enjoy your leisure time. But even on that, find some way to let somebody know about Christ. That's your job. That's your calling. Because each of us, when we're saved, we are ministers of God's word. Ministers, hallelujah, not elders, not apostles. You may not be a preacher. You may not be a teacher or a prophet. Or you may not be an evangelist. But you are a minister. Your job is to disciple someone else and teach them to disciple someone Give them the word. Encourage them. Let them know that Jesus loves them. Let them know that God is still on the throne. Let them know that he loves them. And let them know by all means that you love them too. People are searching for love. People are searching for understanding. That's what the world needs today. Everybody right now has gone off in his own way. And I believe that happened during the year, what they call it, the dark years or the dark season, just before Malachi was written, when every man did what he thought was right. You know, it looks like we're back at that time. And those times were called the dark ages. This is 2019. These are not dark ages. You got AI, you got 5G, you got Oh my God, hearts being created through a 3D printer, eyeballs, your cornea being created through a 3D printer. I mean, these are not dark times. These are times with knowledge. But when it comes down to sin, you got people going in school killing the children. You got pastors, ministers molesting your children in the church and hiding it. You got the Pope saying that the cross that Jesus died on, he said the cross was a mistake. Yeah, he said, I can get the film and show it to you. He said the cross was a mistake. But my thing is, when you make that statement, Mr. Pope, if it were not for the cross, baby, you would not be living. You know, it's stuff like that that you look and you say, whoo. Lord, what is going on in this world, you know? But don't worry about what age you are. You may have waited until you're whatever age, you know. Say 75. No, I'm not 75. I ain't reached there yet. I hope I do, but I haven't reached there yet. I don't care if you're 120. If you got a voice, then you can tell somebody about Jesus. 
The Bible says, or I'll put it this way, it is written, He that began a good work in you shall be faithful to complete it till the day of Jesus Christ. That is Philippians 1 and 6. You know, he said he would be faithful. God gave you a gift because the Bible said he gave you everything pertaining to life and godliness before the foundation of the world. So therefore, you have something to do. You may not know what it is, or maybe you know and you don't want to do it. I don't know which one it is. But it's time for us as the church. Now, the church is not a building. You know that, right? If you've been listening to me at all, you know the church is not a building. Uh, the church is a group of born-again Believers in Jesus Christ. We're called the Ecclesia, the gathered ones. We're the ones that's going to be caught up. We're the ones that's going to be harpazoed, which means raptured. Now you say that the word rapture is not in the Bible. Let me get off the topic a little bit while I'm getting ready to say. But harpazoed is the meaning of it is rapture. It is in there. See, a lot of stuff... We say, and we don't know any better. But the Bible says, study to show yourself approved. Isn't that what it said? In other words, don't make a fool of yourself and say, oh, this is not so, that's not so. Making yourself sound intelligent. And really, you're making yourself look like someone who's not here. Woo, you know? But the word rapture is not in the Bible. The word is harpazos. And I will put that spelling somewhere on um, YouTube, I'll put it somewhere, and I'll probably put it on Facebook somewhere, but look up that word, heart, heart, soul, and I'm probably not pronouncing it right, but I will put the spell, it's heart, heart, soul, Z-O at the end, it means raptured, or caught up, hmm, what is the scripture? For the Lord himself shall descend from the heaven with a shout and the voice of an archangel and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be what? Caught up to meet the Lord in the air. What do you think caught up means? That's the word harp heart so. That's what caught up means. It's the rapture. So don't let me hear you say that there is no rapture because it is. No what God's word says. Study your thing out. Search your thing out and find out for yourself. Don't be repeating what somebody else said. See, I, I'm going to study it out and I'm going to learn because when it comes out of my mouth, I want it to be correct. I'm not going to add on and not going to take away. But back to the topic of age. Don't worry about, oh, what can I say? What can I do for the Lord? I'm 75 years old. Man, I don't live my life. I just want to sit back in my easy chair and I just want to rest. I don't work. I don't raise my kids. And, you know, I got grandkids and great-grandkids now. And I can't do nothing for the Lord. Really? Go in a mirror or pick up a mirror. Look at your face. See your face? Slap yourself. Because you just told a lie. Yeah, I'm a little rough today. I'm not trying to condemn you. 
But as long as you have breath on this earth, you have to continue to do what God says. He that began a good work in you shall be faithful to complete it till the day of Jesus Christ. That means until the day he calls you home. There is no retirement for God's children. There is no retirement for apostles and pastors and prophets and teachers and evangelists. There is no retirement. You do that until the day that God calls you home. Did you see Jesus retiring? Has God retired yet? Has the Holy Ghost retired? Well, what makes you think you have the privilege of retiring? As long as you have breath, you need to spread the word, spread the message of the kingdom. What is the message of the kingdom? Jesus, God sent his son. His name was Jesus. He hung, bled, and died for our sin, rose up on the third day, and said, All power in heaven and earth is given unto me. He didn't come to condemn us, but he came that we might be saved. That's your message right there. You don't have to say no more than that. You know, and then explain to them how much God loved them. And tell them that you love them too. And don't give up on them. You know, you might not see any results right there. But as the scripture says, one water, one planet, but God gives the increase. Just because they don't respond to you right then, guess what? You plant it. Somebody else, God's going to send, they're going to water but eventually, God's going to give the increase. Because it's something about the word of God. Once they hear it in their ear, it gets in their spirit and it begins to grow. Just like a seed. I was talking to a gentleman yesterday, a minister of the gospel yesterday. And we were talking about that seed and how the seed, when it is planted, it has to die. But then I said, no, no, no. I said, let me tell you something. The outer coating has to die. What's under that outer coating is what takes root. And it begins to grow. It grows out first with the roots. And then it starts coming up through the soil. And it bears fruit in itself. Whatever it is, is what it's going to bear. And that's the way you are. This stuff right here, this flesh is going to die one day. But you want to have bare fruit while you were here. Because you've got to go before a God. When you step out of time, you step straight into eternity. And it's up to you who you're going to meet. If you're going to meet Jesus Christ and you want to hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant, then you got to work over this side. Now, I know people say, oh, your work is just filthy rag. But that's not the kind of work I'm talking about. I don't mean going out and having fundraisers and conferences. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean spreading the word of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all these other things will be added on to you. Seek the kingdom and all of his righteousness. Whose righteousness? The righteousness of God. And all these other things. You don't have to want for nothing. God will give it to you. He will place it right at your feet. But see, we're too busy doing other things. 
If it's not of God, get rid of it. You got to buy groceries. You got to buy clothes. You know, and things like that. You have to live every day. But don't do a whole bunch. You don't need to be in no movies. You know, it's okay to look at a movie. Nothing wrong with that. That's what you want to do with your leisure time. But make sure that somebody knows that you're a child of God. If you don't do anything but like I did. Or like I do sometimes. I have a shirt here that says, what is it? Jesus loves this hot mess. Hey, somebody look at that. Oh, that's cute. I say, yeah, he does. Do you know about Jesus? Are you saved? Have you given your life to the Lord? See, I don't mind. I'm going, mm, I got a big mouth, y'all. Anybody knows me out there? Yeah, I got a big mouth. And I don't mind lifting up my Jesus because he has done too much for me for me to sit there and not say anything. And I wish you could have heard it to me and the man on the bus yesterday. Yeah, I'm going to talk about the word. I'm going to bring the word forward. And I'm going to let you know, yes, I know Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ loves you. He died for your sin and mine. And you got a soul to save and a hell to avoid. I will. I don't care who you are, which way you are, what color you are. Whatever. That's what I'm going to tell you. This is Portia. Like I said, we're going to go into prayer. I'm going to stop proselytizing right now. But I wanted you all to know that. I don't care how old you are. You've been called as a minister of God. You're never too old to spread the word of God. So I want you to start doing it. Because see, when Christ comes back, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, and I can't think of where it is right now, and I think my daughter just went outdoors. But there's a scripture in the Bible that says, when I come, will I find faith? Number one, you've got to keep faith in God and believe that even though you're 75, 85, 95, if you got a voice, you can still spread the word of God. If it's no more than passing out tracts and talking to people, wearing t-shirts that will provoke a thought in somebody, Whatever. And see, when you're a child of God, it's something about you. You have an anointing on you anyway. And even in going to the grocery store or going to the drugstore or to the farmer's market or wherever, they will see you and say, hmm, something different about you. You're a woman of God, aren't you? Are you a man of God, aren't you? Are you, are you a preacher? They know. It's something about the world. They see you. And you know when you're truly a child of God, and if you're one of those faker rules, and I'm not even going down there, because God has no fake saints. You are either real or you're not. You know? And the world can tell who you are. Because the Bible says a tree is known by the fruit it bears. When you see a tree and it has apples hanging off of it, are you going to go and say, oh, that's a lime tree? Really? You're going to say, oh, that's an apple tree. Oh, you know, if you like apples, you're going to go and get one. Unless it's somebody else and you don't want to steal it. But you see what I'm saying. A tree is known by the fruit it bears. And your fruit shows and shines pretty whenever you're among the world. They know who you are. Don't think they don't. Don't think you can hide and do your whatever and they don't know who you are. Don't think you can hide and say, well, I don't want to talk to nobody today. You know, I don't feel like witnessing today. I don't feel like talking about God today. They're going to search you out. <laughs> 
See, you might not know who you are, but the devil knows who you are. And those that belong to him know who you are. And they will they will come and say, you're a woman of God. You're a man of God. God, I've had that happen to me so many times. I'm in there looking at grapefruit or looking at lettuce. And somebody come up and say, you're a woman of God. So what am I going to say? No. I say, yeah, I am. Oh, praise the Lord. How you doing? Do you know Jesus? And then we start a conversation from there. I don't mind. I love it. I'm putting the fruit down. I'm putting the vegetables down. And I'm going to stand there and talk. I don't care if I got two kids in the car, two kids around me, whatever. I'm going to stop. That's always the way I've been. And that's the way I'm going to be until the day of Jesus Christ. That's my calling. And I love it. And that's just the way I'm going to be. That's your calling. You're a minister of God. Give out the word. Give the word. Let people know you love them. The people in your neighborhood. I mean, start a little food bank in your apartment. And when you hear that somebody is out of food, then, because you will hear it. Because people talk, you know. I mean, it's giving you a little thing to do. You hear someone's out of food, then go. Give them some food. Take some of the food that you've saved up. Don't just buy for yourself. Buy for an emergency or buy so that you can give somebody else. And then that's your opportunity. You hear the lady down the street, the old lady down the street, or whatever, doesn't have any food. You will hear that. You hear stuff like that, you know. Or you hear somebody talking, oh, I don't have such and such and such. If you've got it, help them, you know. And if you're a child of God, you got it. You can help, you know. Or go to the food bank on the day when people go down to the food bank. Every city has a food bank. Go down there on day. Call them. Find out when they are open and when they give out food. And ask them, can you come down there? And while they're going in, you stop them and give them a track. They won't mind because most food banks are Christian-based anyway. And you can talk to them, you know. Even talk to the people that work in the food bank because some of them may not be saved. But do what God has revealed to you that you're supposed to. I just gave you some suggestions. That may not be the way he takes you. He may take you another way. He may want you to go into the nursing home and give them a hug every day and tell them that Jesus loves them and ask them, have they been saved? There are so many things that you can do. You know, you got daycares around here. If you don't have a bad background, Ask them, call them, ask them, can you come and give Bible stories, read Bible stories to the little children. That's a ministry. There's so much that you can do. See, I've done that also. I've had plays. I've owned all kinds of stuff in a daycare. Yes, sir, I went in and had plays for them, you know. And it's, it, it was good to do. I won an award for that. There's so much out there that you can do for Christ. And I guarantee you, every one of those children remember that play about Jesus today. And that was their beginning. Of course, I moved from that area, but the thing about it is that there's so much out there that you can do. Don't say, I can't do anything. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Go. Ask God what you're supposed to do, and he will lead you right into the direction you need to be. But, as I said, let us go into our high noon prayers, a little afternoon. I'm not sure of exactly how much, but let's go into our noon prayer. Prayer, our high noon prayer, and um, 
talk to the Lord. Let us go before the throne of grace. He's waiting for us. Hallelujah. If you've got any troubles or any prayer requests or anything, this is your time to go before the Lord and ask him to help you. This is your time to go boldly before the throne of grace and talk to your heavenly Father. He's waiting to hear from us. Let us go. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for everything, hallelujah, you've done for me. I thank you for the good, the bad, and the ugly, Lord. I thank you for the good times. I thank you for the hurt, Lord, because it only came to make me strong in you, Father. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for guiding my footsteps, Father. Hallelujah. I thank you so much for everything that you've done for me. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for my laying down last night and my getting up this morning. Lord, I thank you. Because, oh Lord, I just glorify your name because you're worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. If it were not for you, hallelujah, your love, I would not be here. None of us would. Hallelujah. Lord, we ask you, if there's any problems out there, that anybody in the audience has. Hallelujah. Whether live today or whether on the archive. Lord, I ask you to hear their prayer and fix that problem. Hallelujah. I ask you to bless their health. I ask you to bless their finances. I ask you to bless their marriages. Hallelujah. Bless their children's health, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray for any of the sick out there. Hallelujah. And I lay hands. Hallelujah. And if they'll lay hands on the screen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If they're sick. Hallelujah. Heal them, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, they are healed right now. Hallelujah. If you're sick out there, lay your hand on that screen right now. Hallelujah. And ask God to heal you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to heal them right now. From the, hallelujah, crown of their head to the sole of their feet. Heal them 100% completely, Lord. That's what you do. That's your thing. That I found out. That's what you came for and you're still doing the same thing. Healing. Complete healing, Lord. Let them know that their faith, hallelujah, can heal them. Because they got faith in your word and they believe in your word without wavering, then you will heal them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And I declare and decree, hallelujah, today, hallelujah, this high noon prayer that they are healed, Lord, hallelujah. Let the manifestations take place, Lord. Let them see. Hallelujah, the manifestations take place of their healing. Hallelujah. And their pocketbooks, hallelujah, are empty, Lord. Hallelujah, let them know, hallelujah, that you can fill those pocketbooks. Let them know that they need to give their tithes and offerings. That's where their blessings come from. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for all that you have done and all that you're going to do. We thank you for the healing of the sick. Hallelujah. And the, the, the blind receiving their sight. Hallelujah. We thank you for the deaf hearing and the mute, mute speaking. Hallelujah. We thank you for the lame walking. Hallelujah. Lord, you can do it all. You created these vessels 
and you can heal these vessels. You can make them brand new. Lord, even if you had to give them a new part, give them a new part. Hallelujah. You can do anything but fail. You are still God and you're still on the throne. Hallelujah. And there's nothing impossible for you. Saints, know that, that there is nothing impossible for God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. We thank you. We glorify your name. In the name of Jesus, we say amen. Hallelujah and amen. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.